We're in the book of James. We've been talking about trials and the testing of our faith, that temptation does not come from God. It's about how we face these circumstances and situations that show up in our lives. It's about changing our way of thinking, recognizing the power of God in us, all those things. That It's really good. And it is true to understand that the temptations do not come from God. They actually manifest in our mind. And I'm thinking of uh, James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. But each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. And that's talking about in our mind. Right. If we meditate and dwell upon things in our mind and rely upon our fleshly way of thinking and not being led by the Holy Spirit of God, this is when sin conceives. This is when we make wrong decisions. This is what we've been talking about. The trials and temptations do not come from God. They come from living and being in the world and facing circumstances. God does not put anything on us. God is love. The bad things that happen to us in life are our own silly mistakes a lot of times, or the devil has gotten into our thoughts and messed us all up. The world belongs to Satan right yes. now. And we now have victory through our born-again experience. We've received the Spirit of God. This is what gives us power and authority over Satan. And this is what we're emphasizing. In chapter 2 of James, we've been talking about partiality. That partiality is, has to do with your way of thinking. And we talked about mercy. Oh, yes. Let's, let's visit that mercy. <laughs> let's, that let, that let, was some awesome stuff you were giving there. Let me read... Uh, in James chapter 2, starting with the 13th verse, and we're going to talk about mercy, and just go right on into talking about faith without works. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. For mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy is mentioned three times in that scripture. Yes, you have mercy. that definition for us? Mercy is pity and compassion for the ills of others. As I was reading this definition... This was talking about God having mercy and pity and compassion on us. He understood our situation. He understood our circumstances, our fallen nature. But you know, mercy means nothing unless there's action behind it. You bet. And that's what really struck me. God demonstrated his mercy by having compassion for us. He saw our problems. He saw our, our frailties. We were separated from him. But he demonstrated his mercy through love by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for us so we could have communion with him again. Now, if the Father had mercy on us and said, look at those people, they're in turmoil, they're in agony, they're in pain, they're in tribulation. He had pity and compassion on us. But if he didn't back it up with action, it would have meant nothing. That's exactly right. That's and, amazing. And this is what faith without works means. This is where we're going in verse 14. This balance of faith and works. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? That's a question. And it goes on to say, can faith save him? This is another question. Can faith save him? Now remember the definition of mercy. You can have compassion and love for someone, 
But if there's no action behind it, it means nothing because nothing's accomplished. You bet. Verse 15, if a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needful for the body, what does it profit? This is another question. So you've seen somebody in a situation, and you say, oh, I feel sorry for that person. I have pity on that person. But then you turn around and walk off. Faith without works is dead. There's no action. You know, Mitch, I used to read this scripture and get condemned because I thought if you saw somebody in need, you were supposed to take him in, provide everything for him. And I read one uh, version of scripture that says you didn't even give him a coat or buy him a cup of soup. He's not talking about taking care of him entirely. It can go to that, but didn't you even buy him a cup of soup? Where's your faith? If you have no compassion to even buy a cup of soup, where's your faith? And you remember in chapter 2 where it says partiality? Yes. You showed partiality there. Right. You did something. And maybe a cup of soup was all the Lord wanted you to give at that time. But I used to get under condemnation because I felt I had to do everything for everybody. And you don't. You do it by the Holy Spirit now, by faith, listening to what He's telling you daily, moment by moment. Living this out is what yes. you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. When you're walking by faith, those works of compassion show up. You're walking by faith, not by sight, because the faith is listening to the Holy Spirit of God. That's what we're trying to convey, is listening to the Holy Spirit of God allowing the Holy Spirit of God to flow through you to bring forth works. Because we are now new creatures in Christ. We can't say this enough. We are new creatures in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit of God living within us. We have the fruit of the Spirit living within us. This is a characteristic and quality of God. Love, I won't mention them all. This is what lives within us. So therefore, we can have mercy. We can have compassion and pity for the the ills of others, realizing their condition, because that's what the Father did, was realize our condition in our state, where we were at, in our mind. That we were separated from Him. But He went through with action through His Son. Yes, and that's, that's what's flowing out of you now, if your faith produces works. And this is where people get all messed up. They get into this works mentality of, trying to get right with God. And you already are right with God when you became this new creature in Christ. These works now flow out of you because of the love of God that's in you. So don't let me give the impression that you have to do anything for your salvation. That's not what this is talking about here. The more you grow in the Spirit with your relationship with God the more compassion that will automatically flow. It's not a struggle. If it's a struggle, you're trying to do it. That's what we're trying to emphasize here, I think, isn't it, Terry? Yes. That when you truly begin to flow in the love of God, because the earlier teaching, it, we went to verse 8, and it says, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself you do well. Because the Holy Spirit is flowing through you to do the works. Because yes. you have this compassion, you have this 
love for people. Therefore, you step out and works begin to manifest. It's not work to sit behind these microphones and talk because we're listening to the Holy Spirit to be guided by the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're trying to convey to the listeners, that they can be led by the Holy Spirit of God. But the only way that'll materialize is if they're in the Word and they're seeking God through prayer and beginning to discern what the Holy Spirit's telling them. What the Holy Spirit wants them to do. Yes. Because he will tell you, every one of us have a mission here on earth. Everyone who is born again has a mission here on earth. They need to understand what the will of God is. I believe you read Romans 12, 2 and 3. It talks about that. To know the perfect will of God, you have to renew your mind to the understanding of who God is. So you can understand the trials that we face throughout our daily life do not come from God. They come because of life. But God has given us power and authority over the things of life through our mind that we can now have victory. This is where the testing of your faith is, is in your mind. The testing of your faith is in your mind, where you listen to the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God begins to flow through you to where works begin to manifest in your life. Yes, and it's God's works. It is God's works. I got to go back to this scripture that the Lord gave me here in Ephesians 2, verse 10 in the Amplified. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. It's his paths that we're walking now. Yes. That we should walk in them, living the good life which he prepared and made ready for us to live. So out of the trials and temptations, we're living a good life. That's so cool. It's awesome. It's just awesome. It's God's work in us now. And God in us is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to understand, the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us is going to produce faith, to go through trials, and it's a decision whether I am going to listen to the Spirit of God or not to have victory in my life. That's it. Invisible power that's in us. This invisible power. (laughs) Let's just jump down to verse 17. Thus, also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. The way I understand this, verse 18, I meditate upon the word mercy. Because the definition of mercy, remember, was having compassion and pity. But there was works followed that. You took action, in other words. The Lord took action. Yes. Yes. He took action. He had compassion and pity. But compassion and pity means nothing unless you have works to back that up. Sure. And that's what this is saying here. And we can go right back to the verse, chapter 1, verse 3, where it says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Faith. Do I have faith in God's Word? Do I have faith in what I'm reading? Am I listening to the Holy Spirit of God? If I have faith in 
what I'm hearing and what I'm receiving from the Holy Spirit of God through His Word and through prayer, faith will begin to manifest by works. Works begins to manifest in your life because you're having faith and believing what you're reading. You're surrendering to that power of God in you. You're picking it up off the pages of Scripture, and it's becoming real. It takes on a physical... A cup of soup. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good, though. Praise God. Verse 19. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Think about this. Yes. They believe there's a God. Let's look at this. They have faith that they believe there's a God, but there's no works to back this up, is there? That's right. Their works are of the devil. They believe there's a God but they're not submitting to it. All it's saying is, are you letting the love of God flow through you? Yes, because he's talking about faith without works. And yes. he used this a comparison here. Demons believe, but their works don't reflect that. That's right. Do you now, as a believer, having faith, reflect God? Wow. That's something to think about, isn't it? And then he goes on in verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? This is a question. I should go back up through here and see how many questions are really asked in this portion of Scripture, because it all is. He's making them think, where's your faith? <laughs> yes. Who are you listening to? Abraham listened to God. He believed God, and he responded accordingly. This was the trial, when you think about it. This was the test in his mind. God said, you go offer up Isaac. And as a father, the first thing that would come to your mind is, I love my son. I don't want to kill him. And it may have very well been that. We don't know for sure what all went in his mind. The thing is, there was probably a struggle in his mind, yeah. but he listened to what the, the Lord was telling him in his mind. Therefore, he responded, Faith without works is dead. I believed what God was telling me, that everything would be all right, even though my flesh is telling me, no, this isn't right. He's going to die, and I'm not going to have a son. But he says, I'm going to rely upon God. I'm going to listen to him. And therefore, he took his son, and they went. Yes. Went out to the mountain. Verse 22 in the Amplified says, you see that. His faith, Abraham's faith, was cooperating with his works. And his faith was completed and reached its supreme expression when he implemented it by good works. He was going to go along with it. He believed God. His mind was totally sold out to God. Yes. No matter the circumstances. And Terry, this is where we need to be in our life as well. We need to be totally sold out no matter what. So when the trial of sickness, automobile accidents, everything in life that we face, the test is, am I going to yield to my flesh and respond in the flesh, or am I going to yield to what God's telling me, the power of the Holy Spirit within me? Do I have faith and confidence in this? This is why Abraham's mentioned in here. Amen. For this very reason. He went through this struggle, but he believed God's word and he stood on God's word. 
And that's what we're to do. Mitch, he had to struggle. He did. I mean, he was our forefather. You know, as, as I begin to think about this, he's just like us. He's got this mind going on and his thoughts and everything. And the Lord had, but the Lord had showed up in his life previous too. He'd given him the promise of the child. And he hung on to the promise of what he heard. 25 years he hung on to that promise of his son. And he still struggled with that because they tried to do it themselves, but they still believed in the promise. That's right. And the promise had shown up. They had a son. And that was by faith. So now comes along another trial. And by faith, he steps through that. He's presented with this trial and temptation. And so his mind said, I can't do this. But by faith, he got his thinking over here in that spiritual realm and said, it's all good. It's all good. God's (laughs) going to take care of this. I'm going to be obedient. All these thoughts had to be... They they go through our mind. Because he was a human being. He's a human being. He's a human being. And had the the same thoughts, the same emotions that we would have with our children. He'd been through a trial earlier. He was promised a son. He waited 25 years. Had built himself up on that faith. He'd renewed his mind. He said, it happened before. It'll happen again. So when the test came to him... By his faith, he passed the test because he stood. He didn't allow his mind to deviate. I'm standing. I'm trusting God no matter what. Even if, even if God did take my son, he stood on this. He just trusted God. He just he, trusted he him. He believed in that invisible power. Yes. That invisible power would take care of everything. That's where we need to get to. That's what James keeps trying to tell us here in this awesome book. Get your mind stayed on me, on Jesus and my Father God. Get tuned in. Do only the Heavenly Father's will. And this is how we have victory, Terry, in our life. Yes. This is how we have victory. So when I get sick, I'm not saying, why do I have this problem? I'm saying, I have victory. I'm an overcomer. Jesus has healed me. (laughs) Yes, I'm healed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because our bodies are trying to heal all the time. Um, Marvelous. Just marvelous. But if I die, I know I'm going to be with Jesus. Because Paul was saying, I'm stuck between having to live or die. You know, I'm trying to decide whether I want to be here or not be here. (laughs) Because where his faith was at. Yes. He has faith in the Father. No matter what circumstance he faces, what trial he faces, he knows he has victory. Because his mind, where his mind is at, his mind is on the Father and doing the Father's will. This is where our mind needs to be. So if I'm in pain, I'm saying, I'm not going there. I'm going to overcome this pain. You know why I can say this? Because Jesus did when he went to the cross. I just reminded of a scripture here in Habakkuk. Or Habakkuk, however you want to say it, it's in, it's in chapter 3. And it says in verse 17, 
Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt in the victorious God of my salvation." Doesn't matter whether I live or die. He's going to take care of me no matter what. This is the mindset to have. Yes. When you develop this mindset, this is where you have peace. This is how you have joy in your life. When you have this mindset, it doesn't matter what happens. Even though I'm in pain right now or sick or I'm having a marriage problem or troubles at work. I know in the long run, this means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Because I'm going to be with the Father for hereafter. I also know that I have power and authority over this in my mind, whether I want to run away with it or not. That's exactly right. This is what James is all about. This is what he's trying to tell us. Your faith, where is it? It's in the Lord. His strength. I got to read the next verse here. Go ahead. I should have read the rest of this. Go ahead. Habakkuk 3, 19. The, the Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hind's feet and will make me to walk, not to stand still in terror, but to walk Ooh. and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble suffering or responsibility it's those trials and tribulations circumstances and situations that show up we're going to walk above them yes we're going to have victory yes victory and i'm not yielding my mind to anything else but victory that's right this is the spiritual warfare we're going through this, isn't this it? power of god in us we can't emphasize that enough no. and it it begins with renewing your mind through the word of god when we started this teaching here a few minutes ago i i was drawn to the scripture in second timothy it talks about the word of god we, we're reading the word of god we're renewing our mind to the spirit of god in us and here's what scripture does for us all scripture is inspired by god Okay, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. That's 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 in the American Standard. What that's trying to tell us, our minds can be thoroughly equipped to combat this world we're in. We now have this power and authority if we understand we've been thoroughly equipped, and we have. By the Spirit of God in us. Yes.